I know that creating content is one of the biggest headaches for entrepreneurs. If you want to learn how to take the headache out of creating content from how to plan, how to schedule, how to create content strategy so that it feels much less stressful and actually gets results, if so, then stick around because we're covering it all. Today, welcome back everybody, but today I am very, very excited to be chatting with Nicole Porter of Monomoy Social Media, and she'll tell me if I got that right. She helps navigating the overwhelming world of social media from simple tips to full service management across platforms. So welcome, Nicole. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I am really, really excited to have you here. I know that this is one of those topics that so many people get frustrated with, especially as an entrepreneur when they don't have multiple people that can do the work for them. Um, And of course, outsourcing Mm -hmm. is a wonderful solution, but I'm excited today that you're going to go ahead and help us with this. So to get started, I would love for you to tell me a little bit about you and um, your business and kind of how you got started in this area. Sure, yeah. So um, I'm Nicole. I live on Cape Cod. I have uh, a husband, three sons, two rescue dogs, and six ducks that live in my backyard. Um, I got started in this business um, almost by accident, honestly. I was a chocolatier for about 10 years. Um, I had a couple small chocolate shops. We sold ice cream. Um, And then I had my first son and you know, having the shop was kind of hard. So I actually moved my um, chocolate making to my home kitchen. And I would stand in my kitchen all day and literally dip chocolates one by one. And um, I had another son and then I had a third son and I thought, this is so much work. It was very labor intensive. And at that point, people had started asking me, like I would sell everything online once I moved to my home kitchen. And people started asking me, like, I see your Facebook posts, I see your Instagram posts, can you teach me? And I actually had this lady, um, she was a mortgage broker, and she said, can you come to my office and teach me Facebook? And I did. I went to her to her office, and I wrote her a whole plan, and I showed her what to do. And I thought, you know, why am I not doing this for a job? And um, so I moved full, into it full time. Um, I do have a degree in marketing, but... You know, Mark Zuckerberg was still building Facebook in his dorm room when I was in college. So, you know, digital marketing was very different back then. So I really learned through selling my chocolates online. And when I decided to go full time, um, I did a deep dive into digital marketing. And uh, it's been, you know, great ever since. And that's how that is so cool. I think it's very similar to my story. Um, I was a wedding photographer for many years and everyone kept asking me how I'm using Pinterest to like actually book clients. And so I would help all my biz besties. And finally I had one friend who was like, you should be doing this as a business. And it literally took me about a year or two before I actually did it because I was like, I really love Pinterest. I don't want to love it if it's like a job. Fortunately, that's not the case, but I totally get where you're coming from. Um, And this topic is so important to everyone. So why don't you go ahead and talk us through um, your opinion on how to take the headache out of creating content? So this is a topic I could probably go on for days about, you know, this, um, there's so much to it, but you know, I kind of boil it down to almost a few simple steps, right? 
I think the very first thing you need to do if you really want to have a focused content system is put it in your schedule, right? It seems so simple to, to say that, but honestly, nobody does it. Nobody puts this time into their into their schedule to schedule out their content. They don't sit down and think about it. Most people think, oh, I'll, you know, I'll post when I have time or on the cuff or I want to feel inspired. And that's all really important. But if you don't sit down and schedule it, 90% of the time, it's not going to get done. So I find it super important to set aside some time. It doesn't matter if it's each week or each month, as long as you are setting aside time to do it. Uh, the next thing that I think is super important about scheduling out your content is focus. Um, you know, if you think you have to be everywhere, then again, you're going to get overwhelmed and you're not going to do it, right? And I think it's really important to think about where is my audience? Where are the people I want to connect with? And then just focus on, you know, a few places. Make it realistic for yourself because it's not realistic often for the solopreneur to think that they're going to be everywhere and do everything. You know, when we're trying to do this ourselves, it's more realistic to say, okay, these are the two places that my audience is hanging out and this is where I'm gonna focus my efforts. The next thing is to batch, right? Mm, so when you're sitting down favorite. in that scheduled, <laughs> that schedule time that you put in your schedule that's non-negotiable, you know, you, you need to batch it out, right? So. You can schedule out the next week, you can schedule out the next month, and then if you're feeling inspired, great, add in more content. But at that point, you know, that's when you need to be saying, okay, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, I, these are where my posts are going to be going out. And then you'll have that consistency, you'll have that batch of content to lean back on. Because like I said before, 90% of the time, you're gonna get so involved in your business that you're going to forget to post <laughs> on social media. So you really need to have that batch of content scheduled and going out. So I kind of work through a system of, okay, I'm gonna sit down and then I look, okay, what's coming up ahead for me? You know, Do I have a podcast interview that I wanna promote? Do I have an event coming up? Do I have a specific uh, offer that I want to promote to people? And that's the first thing that goes into my calendar when I'm batching my content. It's the thing that I want to sell. And then after that, I schedule in what type of content can I make around that particular thing that's coming up. So it doesn't have to be here by my thing, right? Because if we show up online and we say, buy my thing, buy my thing, buy my thing. That's gonna turn your audience off real fast. So it really needs to be audience centric, right? You need to focus on your customer and think, you know, if I was looking at this, would I find this valuable? And would I engage with this? And so when we're batching out our content, yes, we wanna lead them to that, but we need to do that from a value centered place. So. You know, maybe that's a tutorial, maybe it's a tip, maybe it's a behind the scenes shot, but you need to keep your customer at the forefront of that and then think, okay, how is this going to answer their questions? How is this going to support them to know me and like me and trust me so that 
they can then go see that thing that I put out for a little bit later on, whether that's your podcast, your offer, your event, whatever's coming up that you want them to know about, which is your, you know, your sales post is what I call it. But all of your other posts are going to kind of lead up to that sales post. So those are the things I look at. The, the number one thing, you know, you're going to put your sales post in first, then we're going to put in supporting content for that. And then after that, I look at, okay, how can I help people get to know me and my business? So how can I show them, you know, behind the scenes? People are really intrinsically voyeuristic. They want to. <laughs> they want to see behind the curtain. They want to see what's going on, right? So a lot of times I, I encourage that behind the scenes content to help people get to know you. And, you know, if you kind of just look at those few simple things and you create a system around that, then you're going to find creating content a lot easier. I hope that wasn't no. too overwhelming, but that's my my basic process that I look at when I'm planning content for myself or that for my clients. That is so, so good. I see oftentimes, I'll just use Instagram as an example, um, where I have a lot of behind the scenes and a lot of education and stuff, but I rarely see a sales post. And I know that a lot of people feel like, oh, all I'm ever doing is selling. And they only post maybe once a week or once a month even about their sale. How would you um, recommend people sort of leading people up to that sale in terms of, you're right, they're voyeuristic, right? So they're going to want to see all of this behind the scenes and the content and they want to be helped and have those problem solving type posts, but how often should they potentially do a sales post or should they be ask, adding something at the bottom of a really good educational post that says, oh, I have this free masterclass or um, I'm taking clients tomorrow or whatever it is. What would you recommend? Um, it's a little bit of both okay. actually. So, you know, I think my rule of thumb is one out of every five posts, it's okay to do a direct sales post. Um, and, and when I say direct sales, I don't always necessarily mean sure. buy my thing. It might be listen to my podcast, check out this event, what, you know, whatever it might be. But I call them the yes. sales posts because you're asking them to take a direct action. Now, with that in mind, I do think it's important to have that call to action, some kind of call to action with your posts. So that could be, let me know what you think about this. Let me know if you've ever had an experience like this. Um, you know, do you feel the same way? Just something to get them involved in what you're posting. And if that's, you know, if you need help with this, that's a great thing to have at the bottom. It's because you're giving Ooh, them that value first and then you're versus doing that. telling them to like go to your website. It's really a good question to say, is this something you could use help with? Just even that question alone is really valuable. I know a lot of people will say, send me a DM if you need help with this or go to my website if you need help with this. But that's a real sort of softer way to ask and less like what other people are doing that would really like resonate with me <laughs> when I'm on there watching some people. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big difference because when someone comes across that way, they come across much more authentic. They're You're thinking, you know, they're not coming at me just to sell me something. They don't just want my money, right? Because when you know someone just wants your money, you think of like the mattress salesman and you walk into the store and they're like, 
all over you the second you walk in there and you get so turned off. You're like, I just, I just want to look at mattresses and I just want to lay down for five seconds and I just want you to leave me alone. Right. And it really transfers to, to the internet because you're like, oh, it just feels so icky. But when you come from that place of, you know, I want to understand you and I want to help you. And this is how I've seen it work for other people. Do you find this challenging? And people are like, oh yeah, I do find that challenging. Like this person knows what they're talking about. They're not the icky mattress salesman. They really have something of value for me. So I think, you know, when you kind of think about it that way and you, like what I was talking about before, and you come from it at that like customer centric place, it makes a big difference. It's much softer. Like you said, it's not in your face and, you know, abrasive. Yeah, for sure. Um, what is your um, thoughts on the type of content that, that content that people post? For instance, um, you know, some people do a ton of personal and very little business. Some people do all business and no personal. Like, where are you in that continuum? Oh man, I think it kind of depends. Um, you know, I think a good mix is really important, uh, but I also think it depends on the platform you're showing up on. And again, that depends on where your customers are. Um, you know, if I'm on LinkedIn, I don't necessarily do a ton of personal stuff. Whereas if I'm on Instagram or Facebook, I might show more of, you know, my kids or my ducks or something like that, um, where I don't really do that as much on LinkedIn, but I will show behind sure. the scenes there. It's just not that, you know, my kid's sick. Yeah. <laughs> just not as deep. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, exactly. So I think, you know, it is important to show the behind the scenes, but it's, you know, the way you show it is a little bit different, um, depending on the platform you're on. If, you know, you think you have to think about, okay, when, when customers are using social media versus a business using social media. They're there mm -hmm. for different reasons. And people show up on social media, except yeah. for LinkedIn usually, you know, they're looking at, okay, where do these people go on vacation? And I want to see pictures of their kids and their dinners and their pets and, you know, all this stuff. And so as businesses, we have to figure out, okay, how are we fitting into that? And how is our content fitting into that? And how, what are we going to show them? And so, you know, if you can draw a lesson from what you're doing in your personal life to what you're doing in your business, that's a great way to combine those two things. Um, I saw somebody do this wonderfully the other day. She told a story. She's teaching her son how to drive. And she was talking Analogies. about... Analogies are with, always great. Yes, oh, right? They're I'm great. I'm so bad with them, but they're so great. <laughs> They really are. And it's a great way to bring your personal life into your business content. Um, you know, she, she brought it in and she talked about like staying in your lane and when it's time to stay behind somebody that's going slow versus passing them. And when is the right time to do that in your business? And she really tied it in wonderfully. Um, and there are so many great ways to do that. And I find it can help to kind of bring along like a little notebook or you yeah. know, smaller than this, but, um, <laughs> And jot down your ideas, like as you're living them and you think like, okay, because you'll forget if you don't, honestly, or type it in your phone, make it a draft on your, on one of your social channels and then, you know, flush it out when you have more time, when you have that scheduling yes, time. Yes, for sure. But, you know, just jot it down and, and then, you know, you can draw those analogies much more easily because you're, you have that inspiration already down. Okay. And, this is a hard one. 
I mean, it may be easy for you. Um, if someone's brand new in business and they're not on any social media because they're brand new in business, which social media platform do you think would be the most effective to sort of get started until they figure out where their people are? You know, I would look at what their competitors are doing and kind of show up on those platforms because there are definitely rules of thumb. You know, you generally, when you're first starting a business, you do know a little bit about your audience, right? So if you're a bakery, you know, okay, I could be really visual with this. So I want to be on Instagram. But, you know, if you're starting a financial services company, maybe LinkedIn is going to be the place for you. So even if you're brand new, you can definitely still follow those rules of thumb that that other people have followed. And you can kind of take a look. And I'm absolutely not saying you should copy their content. No. Do not ever do that. But please take a look and say, okay, yeah, these people are having success on this. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to focus on these two places this is really where I'm going to focus brilliant. my efforts. Um, talk to me a little bit about what you recommend to clients in terms of a content marketing system. Like, do do you recommend them starting with a, a blog and then taking pieces of that and putting it out on social media? Or what is something that you would recommend for that? So it is... Again, it's really industry specific. Like I never go into something and say 100% this is what you should be doing, you know, because I think it really depends on where where you're at in your business and what your industry is. Um, I think blogging can be really helpful. Um, it's great for SEO, which is obviously not social media, but it's wonderful for that. And it's wonderful for taking that content and chunking it down and you know breaking it up and putting it out onto social media. Uh, but again, you know, you look at your two industries, right? If we take that financial advisor baker yeah. example again, okay? And you have a blog for a baker and you have a blog for a financial advisor, it's probably be going, going to be much more useful for the financial advisor sure. versus the baker, right? So again, we really have to be looking at, you know, who are my people? What are they going to take from this? And, you know, how can I help them? And a financial advisor, you know, if they start with a blog and then they break that down and they give a little bit of advice here and there, although they have to be very careful with their with their content compliance and whatnot, you know, they can make that stretch out maybe for a couple weeks, that one blog post. And they're going to give a lot of value that way to their clients. Whereas the baker, you know, I don't know that a lot of people are really going to yeah. be interested in a blog by a baker. Like, what kind of flour I use? No. They don't really care. They care about the end result, okay? Or they want to see the picture of you yeah. piping that cupcake or whatever it is. And so, you know, somebody like that, if you're, if they could do some reels or they could, you know, do those behind the scenes videos or, you know, a carousel of a, you know, the start with like the bowl and the ingredients to the, you know, going in the oven to the end result, that's going to do so much better than a blog post. So you know, looking at, okay, who's my audience? How can I help them? It's always where I start and, and then go that's, from there. With that the is content. really great information. Um, what, I would say what three things have really helped you to grow your business? This could be tools, this could be advice, this could be personality traits, but what are three things that you think really helped um, you in business at this point? 
So um, I would say the number one thing that has helped me in business is my network. Um, I am a huge fan of networking. I am a big fan of building strong, authentic relationships. Um, and that has been the number one thing that has helped me in my business um, and to grow. Because without a support system, without a strong network, without good referral partners, um, I, I wouldn't have had the business that, that I have great. right now. Um, that is great. So, yeah, that is. And that when is you talk one. about network um, of group, are you talking about sort of in work in like outside networking people going to places? Are you talking about like LinkedIn? Are you talking like dive in a little deeper? Ah, all of the above. <laughs> all of the above. Yeah, I um, you know, I am a member of some weekly networking groups. So you know the BNI style type. Uh, networking group so you you know go and give your 60 seconds um, and I also go to networking events quite a bit and meet people either in person or you know yeah. last two years it's been on zoom but um, and then from there I really like to deepen those relationships um, and not so I don't just go and have like a one-off okay great this was great to meet you and that's it like I really stay in touch with those people and I'm touching base with them and whether that's an email to say hey how are you doing or you know just to comment on their LinkedIn post it's a great way and I, I think a lot of people don't think of social media this way but you can make your relationships stronger through social media you can make sure you're touching base with somebody, staying top of mind, you know, it's those, those touch points. Um, and I think it's really important to build those relationships. And that's how I met my business besties. Like I have two girls that I just, we're, you know, we support each other. We're at the same stages of business. We do a lot of webinars and whatnot together. And we all met through networking and we built that relationship. And, you know, we really have each other's backs now. If we need advice, if we need a referral, to if vent. we need anything, we're there <laughs> A little venting. Together. And then people, yeah. you know, they could push you back up instead yes. of being where you are. That's, that is, I totally agree with that. Um, and the other yeah. couple things that you think? Um, I would say the other two are probably um, my team. So I have a small team that works with me and I could not run my business without them. And so I think putting people that you trust in the right roles in your company is super important. Um, you know, if somebody's great at writing, make sure they're doing your emails. If they're good at graphics, then they're over there. Um, and then the, I think the number one tool for me, um, I love to use Asana. Um, it's a project management system. I can use it for free, which is always awesome. Um, and in my, my type of business, I have a lot of repetitive tasks and I was using my paper and writing everything down and it was just monotonous and annoying. So, um, it's great. Like it keeps me on track. Anything that I have to do, I make sure I put it in there and I know it's going to get done. So, um, I think those three things are probably like top of the, you know, top of the list, uh, network, good team. And that's uh, perfect. Is number. That is perfect. <laughs> number three there. Um, Besides Marketing Strategy Academy podcast, what are a few podcasts that you think are really valuable for small business owners? Um, so I'm really into the mindset ones. Um, I love to listen to Chill and Prosper by Denise Duffield Thomas. Um, that's one of my favorites. Um, I like the Hello 7 podcast by Rachel Rogers. That's a good one that I listen to pretty often. Um, 
And I also listened to the Best Today podcast mm-hmm. by Shante Grant. Yes, I have. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard that one, but it's a great podcast. Um, not as much like productivity, but just planning and structure and um, all the stuff that's really important. And she draws a nice parallel between um, personal mm. and business, I think. So she doesn't just focus on one. And I like that holistic approach where you can, you know, because a lot of us now, mm. they're so intertwined. You know, business and life is just together. And so it's really nice to have that approach of now, how do I meld these things, especially where a lot of us are working from home? Exactly. Um, it's a great, totally it's a great podcast for that. Um, before we, I, I, I've got a little gift that Nicole is bringing to everyone, but before we get to that, what services do you offer so that anyone watching on YouTube or listening on our podcast, um, if they have a need and they love what you said, then they can contact you. So we help people in two ways. Um, We do full service social media. So we will take over your social media, handle it for you so you don't have to think about it. Um, I would say probably 90% of my clients come to me because they just do not have the time or desire any longer to handle their social. Um, And that's where we come in. We go and we we take it over. We do their planning, their posting, their interaction, all of it. They don't have to do any of it. Um, the other thing that we offer is a membership program. Um, and that's for people that need support, but they don't necessarily, they're not necessarily ready to have somebody come on and take it over for them, but they need support. And what we do there is we actually give them captions and graphics every month. So it'll be post this caption with this graphic on this day. And we really plan it out for them. And then we also do some group coaching with that as well. So we'll do an hour and a half of group coaching so they can come and get their questions answered and everything. So it's a lot of support um, in a group setting at a more reasonable price than having somebody come on and do it. Amazing, Uh, amazing, amazing. I am going to be sure that we have all of the content that we discussed from the from your membership to your services to the podcast you listen to, all of it will be in the show notes. Um, so everyone furiously scribbling right now, don't don't worry about it. I'll have it all on there for you. Um, and I'm really excited because Nicole has thoughtfully brought us a gift today. It's 10 posts that you can use on repeat. So tell us a little bit about this actionable gift that you're giving everyone today. So I find where a lot of people get stuck is they ju- they tell me, I just don't know what to post. I don't know what to put out there. And so these are 10 things that are going to kind of jog your creativity. They're going to give you that little push, that little prompt, right? So things like answer a question. Do you have some frequently asked questions? Is there a series that you could do? Could you hire, you know highlight an employee once a week? Um, all kinds of things like that. So there's 10 on there. You could do, you know, one a day for the next 10 days. You could break them up and do them over, you know, a month's time. So um, just things to kind of really help you get your creative juices running and, um, you know, help you with your content. It's kind of like, I feel like it's kind of like muscles. When you're using those muscles, you sort of get better at it and it tends to take less time. So this is a really valuable gift, you guys. You have to go to the show notes and check it out and sign up for it because the fact that she's giving 10 things that you can like rinse and repeat in a slightly different way means that you could have a couple months worth of social media content. And after doing that, you will feel more able or creative to come up with some of your own. 
So, wow, thank you so, so much for your valuable advice and your time today, because I know you're a busy gal. Um, what is the best way for people to get in contact with you in case that they are interested in taking the conversation further, whether with, you know, full social media, um, outsourcing, or with your membership? Um, right now, LinkedIn's probably one of the best places to connect with me. Um, I'm just there under Nicole Porter, uh, so I'm pretty easy to find. Um, there's also a on my social media page. Uh, I just don't use that quite as much. Um, so I would love to connect and stay in touch with anybody over there. Um, and then, like I said, I love to build my network, so I am very open to connection. That sounds amazing. Thank you so, so much. Again, all the things... All the things we talked about will be in the show notes, but I really encourage everybody listens to podcasts these days. And a lot of people learn a lot on these podcasts, but not very many people take action. So if you want to do something good for your business, take action. Take one thing that you heard today from Nicole and her freebie and go out there and do something good for your business. Thanks so much, Nicole. Bye.